Welcome to Crossing the Stream. I'm your host, Eric. And I'm Jesse. And here with us, we have... Tyler. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How's everyone today? I'm good. I'm great. That's good. You are quite the celebrity around Welland. And I think we can tell maybe what it's what it's for. But uh, could you tell everybody sort of, I guess, what hobby classification you're in? I'm a furry. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's pretty big. Um, a lot of people are surprised that I'm doing it in Welland, like going out there and going and public, well, not publicizing it, but like just going out there with by myself. And I, I get it because it takes, it, it's got to take some kind of like drive to, to want to walk around town with a big dog head on your, yeah. on your shoulders. It's, it's, I just do it for the reaction of people. Like, you know, it's fun. I got people waving at me, honking at me, saying, go man, go, you know, like I listen to music while I do it too, so... That's the interesting thing, too, is uh, when I first saw you, it was on Well and Memes, mm-hmm. and I was so happy to see it. And I went to the comment section, and I was expecting a lot of hate, because that's it's yeah. a fun group on the internet to hate, hate <laughs> overall. But people were overwhelmingly positive for the most part. It was, yeah. it was so fun to see. I had one person be really negative, and then there was one comment on Well and Memes, and then I posted something on it, I commented on it, and then it got removed. Hmm. What was your comment? Well, the comment was like, I should commit hate crimes. And uh. I says, oh, you're, a, I, I slurred or said a rude word. And then the comment literally like within 20 minutes got taken down. That's interesting because while memes is usually a more edgy place to be yeah. to begin with, I wouldn't have thought that they'd be taking stuff down. Yeah. And I had a friend, or another friend that's a furry on Instagram message me saying, hey, my friend saw you. And I'm like, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and then. Then that day, I made it on Well and Memes five times, which was I, the most I've been on Well and Memes in one day. So, I understand that some of the people in the community are having different reactions to it as well, because there's, I guess, a group of uh, furries in Niagara that were all wondering if it was you that was out there, and mm-hmm. and <laughs> some of them were a little bit concerned. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it seemed like they're just maybe for your own well-being to a degree. But ah, true, true. Yeah. But, do, you, do you think, uh, I mean, it must be fairly uncommon for most people to have, like, a fursuit head in the region, because I'm sure there's quite a few furries, but you uh, don't see them. Yeah, you don't see them too much, because a lot of people just don't go out, I think, because of the people hating. See, and there's another th- function of it, too. Like, it's not like you can go to a convention at this point in time, because nothing's open, true. right? Yeah, because nothing's open, so it's like, we can't do anything, and we can't go nowhere because of, of the virus, but... Do you think maybe uh, like big cities and stuff are a bigger or a better place to be fursuiting, like more friendly to the idea? Honestly, I pref- I wouldn't I don't like Toronto and stuff. I wouldn't do it. No, because or Hamilton, but like you know, small cities like Welland, St. Catharines, you know, Port Colborne, you know, it depends on the city, right? And it depends on the crime rate because you got to watch. Yeah, like there's a the whole issue of like not being aware of your surroundings when you're in one of those because it's like su- severe tunnel vision yeah. and audio isolation and, and not that kind of thing too. Yeah. So you don't want to be the victim of something while you're out. Right. And, yeah. How long would you say you've been part of the furry fandom? Oh, God. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to make you sound old or something? <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think back when I first kind of got into it. Um, I would have said I would have been about... 15, I think. 15? Okay. That's fair enough. That's about the time when I had first heard of the concept myself. And what made you get into it? What was the, what was the, the attractive feature of it? 
as weird as it sounds, um, oh God, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the community about everything when I was when I first got into it. So it was like the porn, and then I was like watching, and then eventually it was like that's not everything, right? Like there's people that actually dress up in the in the, in the fur suits. So then I'm like, okay, that's cool, and then the art. And then, like, meeting, like, this, like, watching YouTube videos on furries and stuff. So then that's like, okay, so there's more to it than the porn and all that. So it's not just, like, you know. That's the fun thing, too, is I remember there, there being a big faux pas about that side of the, the community. But it mm -hmm. seems like more people are open to talking about it now. And it's it's more segmented as it's purely adult thing anyways. Like, yeah. it's because I guess maybe the two concepts were mingling where there's these all, all these fursuers that want to get reactions and stuff, especially like from children and just interact with the general community. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the, the darker or, or more adult side of things that they couldn't really reconcile. But, but yeah. it seems like maybe things are changing around that too. Well, it's hard to say. Like, you know, I got, it's hard to determine that at this point. For me, at least, because I don't, I only go a couple of days a week and fursuit. That's fair. I, I remember hearing something about Strawberry Majira or someone like that who had information leak about them doing more adult activities and stuff like that mm -hmm. when they were usually like this very kid-friendly brand, but at the same time, people sort of stuck up for him in that situation, which yeah. I've heard from other furry YouTubers was not the, the case yeah. uh, long ago. Like, for instance, I can think of Alden Wolf. If you know Golden who that Wolf, is. Yep. Yeah. They, I, that was somebody who was completely like torn apart for, <laughs> for oh, yeah. what he did separate to all of his YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. And see, like the thing is, I, what I think at least is like, you know, what, if you were to do that kind of thing, you have two. You have one for personal use and then you have the one to go outside and you know what I mean? That's that's yeah, that's the separation that a lot of people are talking about because I think the the general public might get this wrong idea that all these furries are just yeah. Going to a convention and then meeting in a hotel room to do unspeakable things later yeah. and they're using the same dirty suit yeah. to meet, you know, children and, and I don't think anybody with a Conscience is really about that. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, there's obviously cleaning products and stuff, right? Like but like a lot of people don't think that, right? No. That you, that, like, because I think my the maker said that you're supposed to like deep or use the water cleaner or whatever it is to clean the foam every so many hours. Hmm. Like a steam cleaner? Yeah, I'd say a steam okay, cleaner okay. because the bavaclava, because the the bavaclava only does so much, and I sweat a lot. That's true. Yeah. So underneath so, your head, we saw you put on a balaclava beforehand because yeah. you don't want the foam right against your yeah. your skin. I never, I've never seen a fursuit head up close, so it's really, really fascinating to me to see it. And you also said that your eyes are painted and that there's different options for, for that kind of thing. Yeah, there's different options. You can get the, see the, the see, uh, these ones are see-through, so I can see through the whole eye, right? But the, the resin ones, you can only see about through, through about that, like where, my, where the, the mm -hmm. you can see through here. My friend has it and he has a hard time seeing and walking, so he needs what they would call a handler to make sure he doesn't walk into things. So, hmm. I've heard of that concept before too. Yeah, I think yeah. It, yeah, it was just a safety kind of thing. So you feel comfortable without having anybody guide you around, then I guess. Yeah. Well, I look around and I make sure I look down, like you know, when I'm walking. And yeah. at first, when I did, it was really hard. I'm like, oh my god, this is like crazy. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and then at first, like, ah, oh, you know, the people. The, it's more so for me the reaction that people give that boosts my vibe, right? Mm -hmm. So.
Yeah, I guess it's this very interesting social thing to do. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot a lot of ways I've seen for why people become a furry, uh, at least in the in the social sense, is that it's like an it's a form of escapism, but it's also a way to like not feel as socially anxious, perhaps, because they get to be a character instead of being yeah. themselves what they're what they're trying to escape. Yeah. So. And that's a that's a lot of subsections. We we just did an interview with a cosplayer, and there's cosplayers that's out true. there that do the same thing. Mm. And I, as I'm looking, I I almost forget that I spent a a fair amount of my sixteen and seventeen um, aged years dressed up as the A and W root bear. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> really? Yeah, I I just thought <laughs> I, about that I, now. I'm you've like, never said that to before. No, before, I no? I have pictures, and when he was talking about the visualizing, I'm like, yeah, and. Like, yeah, I had to follow rules as far as movement goes, but they always said, like, don't move your arms too much in case there's a kid behind you and stuff like that. And you were talking about having, like, a like somebody who guides you and whatnot, and mm-hmm. I can never be alone. But, yeah, yeah I, for some reason, I just kind of forgot about that until now. But I spent a lot of time being the root bear. <laughs> Is that more of a traditional mascot kind of looking character because I don't even know. It's a full freight. It's a huge costume. Yeah. So the head is, I mean, it's got a hat. It's probably a little bit bigger than that, but the, the actual costume is a fat bear. Wow. So it, it was big and bulky <laughs> and it was hot. I remember, not to bring the attention to me, but I remember doing the a Root Bear at the Relay for Life in my town because A&W had a, had a tent and we were supposed to make one lap as the bear to meet people and mm-hmm. that one lab around like a standard high school racetrack took about three hours oh man that's and crazy. it was in the summer evening and at the end of it i i was swimming like yeah. it was just i believe torrential it. sweat pour do you think you'll be able to still walk around welland and do your thing when it's like 30 degrees outside uh, debatable like yesterday i did the one day where i was all over town today i went a bit it's a little hot but <laughs> I normally try to wear a long sleeve because I have the paws and stuff, so I put the paws on, but then, like, you know, if you show your... I think the purpose is when you're first shooting is not to show skin because it defeats the purpose yeah. from what I've heard. I, I guess it breaks the character a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's but I don't have But I don't have a sleeve yet, so i got to get one commissioned, and then I'll be able to go and try that out and see how it is, but... Uh, I guess a thing we could talk about then is if you're trying to commission these pieces, it must be quite expensive to do so. Like what, yeah. if people are into this kind of thing, what can they expect to be paying for different pieces or maybe even a full suit? Well, when I, when I had, when I was trying to get my, my original first suit made, it was, I think, 950 US just for the, just for the, the base head, right? Yeah. And then I saw this character and I'm like, well, I, for... 800 US, it's like I get the paws and the tail on the head. So I'm like, I don't want to, I like telling myself, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Why not? I'm going to do it. So, so I, this this character is a German Shepherd, right? Yes. And your character that you were in mind of making something custom of was also a German Shepherd? Australian Shepherd. An Australian so Shepherd. Ooh, I don't yeah. know my dog, so I guess <laughs> okay. I barely know the difference. I know that there's a, is it Belgian or something? Some kind of similar dog? I don't know. Right. Hmm. So that's interesting. So it's so heavy duty, like the, yeah. the attention to detail, and just when you brought it in, like the the artistic integrity of the the head, it's it's there. Yeah. Like, holy hell. Well, they they can get pretty intense. Like I seen, uh, I don't remember. 
trying to think now. Um, they do air, you can do airbrushing, you can do a whole bunch of stuff, like, which is pretty cool. So, do any of them get, uh, like, are any of them slightly animatronic? Can you, can you have the mouth move? Can you get one that has a movable mouth? Or yes, anything like that? that one would be, those ones would be resin based. So, like, instead of having a foam base, it's all resin, right? And the thing is, with resin, you've got to be careful because if you drop it, it breaks. Yes. It could break. So um, I was helping my friend fix his resin base because the elastic on the jaw mo broke. That's just connected to your chin, so it moves perfectly in sync with it? Yeah, well, somewhat. It's not... Somewhat? You'd have to move your jaw... A little more exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking, I, I've never seen it before, but even like if you had something in the ears to make them move or whatever, that'd be so neat. I that think cool. uh, like Hollywood puppeteers they use their hands so they'd have they'd have like a pull string for the mouth and oh pull, that's fair yeah it goes in through and then you pull and the mouth will open close open close and then it just becomes an orchestra of movement that would but be that great. that seems prime for for that not to not to go back to it but i did quickly find that's me oh man <laughs> that is a funny looking oh costume that's i could see that's pretty cool oh my god that's awesome <laughs> it was fun Weird thing to forget, but it was. Fun. Yeah, that's so much better than all of the kids that get stuck on the street corner and they gotta like. Flip okay, the I, arrow. I did that too. But I mean, like that you like, most of them are. You can still tell that it's like a. Oh yeah. Teenager of some kind. Oh well, yeah, my parents owned a, an adult joke shop, and I was out there. Oh boy. Did I never tell you this? No. Okay. What? Never? Flipping a dildo around no. or something? They they would sell fireworks <laughs> okay. at the shop and every like Canada Day, myself, my brother, sometimes Justin or whatnot would go out because they also sold Halloween costumes. So I'd go out as a gorilla, I'd go out as a chicken, hmm. I'd go out as a gorilla in drag. Oh god. <laughs> and it, I guess I don't know why I've never told you. It's a weird thing not to tell, but no, I, I it was fun. It was good. I get like you the the notoriety on well and memes i get the attention there yeah. there is an element there but the aw thing that was that the grinch was better but being the aw walking around the the track everybody knows you you're a celebrity it's it's a very interesting thing so you probably yeah. got some of that social like vibe of oh i get it getting into it, people yeah. don't care about the person inside that's the bear and as long as you play the character especially yeah i was surprised as to how strict aw was with the with the characterization, hmm. because you, you have to kind of learn a walk and whatnot, because he's a character, he's a licensed, trademarked character. So That's fair. Yeah. It, it was a very interesting thing, and I did it for, I, I believe it or not, there's not a lot of people that want to do it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did, and I, it was fun. I wonder if furries like grab up all the jobs to be like Mickey Mouse at Disneyland or something like that. <laughs> Get to be a mouse for a day. I don't know. I, I, That'd be interesting to find out. <laughs> I mean, you've heard when you mentioned the the like the negative stereotype of furries going to conventions and then all getting into a room and doing the unthinkable things. There's always occasionally you hear tell of uh, Disney characters who get into like Disney really? orgies. Yeah, I've never that's heard that's of very that. common. So I've... you're not that off base <laughs> to hear uh, horrible stories of uh, like. Mickey Mouse porking Eeyore, like it's 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 possible. Yeah, nodded his head. So I think it's legit. It's okay. <laughs> I think it proves that adults want to do weird adult things sometimes if they're into interesting niche areas. Yeah. I I kind of I like the idea of conventions in general. Like I've only ever been to, I guess I've been to some other like more vague conventions, but I've been to Anime North, 
And just like there's an atmosphere to it. Like I would go to a furry convention even if I had nothing to contribute. I didn't have a fursuit or anything because it would just be so interesting to see it all. I, I mean, the other one, there was a weed convention that was supposed to go on during 2020. I was like, I want to go to that. I want to learn about all the weed. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure there's an atmosphere, something that I just, you'd have to be there to feel it kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I did go to, I don't remember what con. It was like a, kind of think. It was a con, uh, like, where they, I think it was a couple of years ago, and, like, you would go, and they, it was like a, com, a Comic-Con, there we go. And okay, I, yeah, that's in this region, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it was in Niagara Falls, and I seen a friend, my sister's friend that was a fursuit maker. She's, uh, does the Yeah Boy Luke suits or something like that, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and she was walking around. I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I want one. And right away when I seen it in person, I'm like, I got to get one because, <laughs> like, that is cool. <laughs> that's awesome. The... Uh do you think you would travel out of country when things open back up to go to some convention? Is there one that like sticks out in your mind? I might. I've never really thought about it, to be honest. How would you travel with the head? It wouldn't fit in a normal suitcase. It'd have to have no. some carrying That's case. true, yeah. How do you get on a plane with a fursuit? Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I haven't experienced that yet, so I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's the first, as soon as you said that, the only thing I can think of is... That's not getting on a carry-on, and that's not getting on a checked bag. It's like, no. too big. Yeah. You'd have to pay for oversized luggage and basically have a custom bag to be able to fit it. And that's just the head. Yeah. Well, I'm, the rest of it at least condenses down a little bit more. But yeah. 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 Hmm. I know some tails are kind of rigid and big, so that'd be tricky, too. Yeah, well, my friend just ordered a tail. Not to or put it down or on things. A partial. And the tail's like five or six feet long. What species? Uh... I can't remember. I don't remember exactly off by heart, but oh. yeah. I know some people. I kind of feel bad for them because they're into the more intricate species, from what I've heard, like the like birds and specific types of birds. And it's like mm-hmm. if you're gonna get something like a suit made to that, that's got to be the most expensive thing you could do. I mean, I haven't done my research or anything like that, so I don't yeah. know. But, but like, well, they're so individual intricate. species, like intricate, like be a cockatoo or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that would be a very specific <laughs> thing. <laughs> So I guess there's the the thing too. You, you mentioned that this is a partial suit. You don't have the whole thing. Right. Do you you see a big trend in like more partials being sold at this point in time? Because I uh, guess a lot of people like the pre-made thing instead of waiting all the time for a commission. Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. Like I I would have waited, but like I saw this one. I'm like like I said, I had to get it because I just fell in love with it. Right. And it was a pre-made. And the website I found it on was dealersden.com, and uh, they have they have like uh, partials, full suits, just base parts. Uh, they have uh, fur, I think, clothing, and it's all over like all over the re- like all over the world, really. And hmm. uh, yeah, I know that there's uh, is there anybody like local? Because I always hear about people trying to get well stuff, trying to support more local economy and stuff like that. Is there anybody local that's well known for making this kind of stuff? Not that I've researched, no. but like I know there is some fursuit makers around there, like in Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. I, I watched some documentary a little while ago, and I think it was somebody in Oregon or somewhere in the states. But like, it was interesting to see how the business startup was, and how it was just some guy who saw an opportunity in the market because he had, I guess, a seamstress working for him and a bunch of other like talented people, and they just realized that people would be would be interested in buying these kind of products yeah it seems like a fun business to start i mean we're 
like it's funny enough, yeah, like, as soon as a, you said seamstress i'm like i guess in theory i could be making them too yeah i, was, I just had that idea it could be so we're we're in a location that does well you do embroidery and you do and we do screen custom, printing and custom uniforms yeah. and the yeah. fabric that we have it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to be able to manufacture fur suits yeah i think yeah. You, it's all about just cutting out patterns and yeah. sewing them together yeah well the hard part would be cutting the base like the foam base like yeah I, i'm trying to make trying to learn how to make my own bases the base is just for the head yeah so in yeah so how would you go about doing that then so you have to use different thicknesses of like foam like not like normal like not like household foam like the you know what i'm trying hard, hard to say um styrofoam or no it would be like a bed foam a bed foam like a memory foam or something yeah okay and then you just cut it out and you know try to i do you just glue the pieces together then? I you guess? use hot glue. Mm. You glue them together. That does sound tricky. Is there like a wire frame that supports it, or is it just the foam? Just everything is just the foam. Yeah, that sounds really difficult to do. Like I uh, was watching a tutorial and I tried it. No, oh, sorry, don't worry about that. Um, and uh, watched the tutorial and it's like, I'm like, that's a lot of work. Like. <laughs> I guess there's a reason people pay so much money for other people to do it. Yeah, and like I tried it and I got frustrated, so I kind of gave up on it. But I might revisit that in the future because, you know, trying to make your own is it can be hard. But like with with, with a lot of things, it's hard to do, right? Like, so I guess it, maybe I don't know how costly is it costly for like materials or is it relatively cheap to just trial and error the thing? Uh, it's trial and error. I spent about a hundred and fifty bucks on on. The foam, mm -hmm. the hot glue gun, the glue, yeah, and then like two different thicknesses of foam at Walmart. Okay, so it's it's that, not that super cheap if you wanted to just keep making them until you get it right. Because I imagine it's a, yeah, you got to trial and error. But that thing. that cost would probably be the cheap. Like building the frame itself mm. is probably the most cost-effective way once you start getting into the fur. At least yeah. in this world, if we were to be buying rolls of fur, we're not just buying a foot of it we have to buy a whole roll yeah so it would get quite expensive quite quick yeah i went when i was younger i went to, i was going to make it and then i kind of lost interest i went to fabricland and purchased a boat pricey 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 <laughs> you priced it all out at fabricland yeah fabricland they sell for like this kind of like thing. that yeah yeah and but that, I, guess, I guess for an average consumer that'd be the place where you would have to go yeah that's fair. I also abandoned a fabric land-based project when I was a, a kid. I wanted to make a ghillie suit because I saw it in video games and I thought it was cool. Yeah. I got the burlap, I got all the sorts of clothes, and I made something that was not nearly as good as I had hoped for. But there, there is something to be said about making your own because you, like, think, think the Grinch mask. We had it painted and everything, and it was very much built as our own. If you if you own it and you, you design it, it... it becomes more of a part of you i i can see the the personal the personal connection to having your own design i, th I think there are probably some personalities that have made their own What's suits that? out of necessity or something like that but but yeah i don't know I, I don't know if i agree with that because like an artist an artist who's been doing it their whole life probably is going to do it better than you can do it even if you really really practice to a degree That's like true. i mean yeah. if you think about it if you're going to get a a portrait of something made you're going to try and paint until you can get it right, or are you just going to pay somebody to paint it who's been doing it their whole lives? I mean, it all depends if you want to try and whatnot. If that's part of the, if trying's part of the fun, then that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Most of the time, I just learn to do things out of necessity, like... Necessity is the mother of invention. Exactly, like renovation stuff and all that. Yeah. Which, of course, if you're broke, 
building your own stuff is a necessity. Yeah. yeah. That's how that goes. Um, what do you think of the community in this region or, or other furries you know? Do you think it's, like, a, quite a friendly community? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's friendly. Like, you know, like like you were saying earlier, there's there's the ups, like, being going to cons and stuff, and you got the, the stuff that a lot of people think about furries, like, the inappropriate aspect, right? So, like, I think the community is very positive, and if you, like, what I, what I would say is if you do things right, it'll be positive, like, if you do it the right way. And the way I see it as is, you know, no inappropriate crap stuff and like that, right? Like, I've heard stories about um, some furries trashing, like, convention centers. Like, I think one of, there was some story... Maybe a decade ago, for all I know, but That's like not just gonna leave a good positive image on there. I know, but I, it's interesting because I, I I know that there's like some hotels and convention centers that have just banned those kinds of conventions because yeah. it's been so crazy. See, that's the thing. Like when people do that or furries do that, it just leaves the bad reputation for everybody else, right? Like we're not all the same. No, per, no furry is the same, right? Like we're, it's like people, well, yeah. us human beings. Yeah, we're just wearing a costume it's not like you know i think there's a bit of like splintering in the community too like i said before it's becoming more acceptable that people can do their own separate like adult oriented things but i remember talking to there's a relative of my fiance who uh who's a furry but was mm. completely like repulsed by the idea of somebody mersuiting or whatever like but i don't know they walked around conventions or whatever in their fursuit and they were big mm. into it but it was just interesting how like they they like had looked at those people with so much like reproach it was yeah. crazy so i i thought maybe there'd be some more unfriendly aspects to the, the community in the region but i don't know yeah well like i said i haven't really been to like a convention and stuff so but i'm excited once everything open reopens i'm excited to go out and do all that mm-hmm. it seems to me the the furry community has just been hit with occasional cases of bad pr yeah, right. Yeah. Like I think the one that every, a lot of people have seen is I think it was like CSI or like some crime yeah. scene one. Yep. That was a funny, funny episode to watch because of how weird they portrayed everything. Yeah, but yeah. stuff like that can change. Like you, it, a the fact that you came to talk to us is is good because yeah. as soon as you nailed the interview, I was excited because that's a that's a unique interview and it's a unique perspective. And the fact that you yeah. that you're it sounds horrible to say, but I said it exactly to you. You're, you're breaking the the, the stereotype because you're yeah. a normal person. Yeah, and I think that's important because it's uh, obviously even people that haven't been exposed to it. I guess I spent a good few. Is that what fell before? I don't know. I don't okay. even know what's falling. <laughs> I couldn't tell. It's okay. Um, I spent a good amount of time in my teenage years dressed up, and I had forgot that I did, mm. and. Here so, we are. We're I, just talking. I think that people might not understand too what the, the general idea. A furry is just pretty much anybody who's, I guess, into the anthropomorphization. I can't even say the word of animals. Which right. I mean, if you're like in and and you also maybe partake in aspects of the community, but like anybody who even like watches Disney movies with you know cute talking animals is at least taking part in like some Zootopia, of that, right? Like. Zootopia yeah. Oh God, big... Zootopia, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Complete anthropomorphization. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what it's all about, is people who love that. I, I think I, I heard something about the whole fandom starting back in, like, the 70s or something. It was just people that 
were into drawing stuff. They were into to drawing figures. So it's an artistic. Like it yeah. has an artistic it's, space. It started yeah. off like that for sure. Yeah. I can see it, and I can see why it's still artistic. Mm -hmm. It's just less people perhaps making the art and yeah. allowing other people to make the art and purchase. But it, it's it's very cool. It's it's definitely interesting to get to talk to you Thank versus you. just seeing you on Facebook or, well, or, memes or something. anything yeah. like that. Um, we we follow well and memes a lot, mm. and you are you are a mainstay, and yeah. you're definitely um, one of the least controversial people because nobody mm. has a ton of uh, a ton of negative to say, which is yeah. which is good. You're kind of just doing your own thing, and there's a lot of people in Welland that do their own thing that catch a lot more fire, but yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, I'm just out there to have fun and just be myself. You know, like I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're not hurting anybody, mm. so why not? Mm. Um, where do you, like, where do you set, I don't know what the question is, like, what, do you have other, where do you separate your interests? Do you have other interests that are outside of this? Is this your, like, yeah, like what, what other passion? What other hobbies do you got? Well, I'm, I'm, Big into Lego. That's the my biggest That's hobby. Awesome. My biggest hobby right now. Um, what kind it's, of, a, it's a very good quarantine hobby. So, oh, so yeah. what kind of stuff does an adult do with Lego? Kind of curious. Cause I haven't played with this since I was a kid. So I really mm. I, I build Jurassic World sets. <laughs> That's what I do. What kind of sets do you build? Uh, well, I I'm big into modeling. So like I model like my or not my try to model my own trains, fire trucks. Okay. Okay. So. That's neat. Yeah. And very artistic. Huh. Yeah. So I'm just imagining like the base color set of bricks, but is it like more? Oh yeah, Legos from when they started, they've come a long way. Like they got motors, they got huh. things to make Lego like run. They got uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff here. <laughs> um, like the minifigure has come a long way from since they originally started. That's interesting. I guess it's kind of similar. Like I know a lot of uh, friends that are into like just models for like Dungeons and Dragons or yeah. whatever fantasy thing that they're into. I guess it's a similar vibe to that. And I know lots of people that are like in their like fifties and sixties that are into train sets. So yep. it's kind of like a combination of those two things. Hmm. I I could see the part of it being interesting to me if you could like program something of a city where you have like lights turn on at a specific time and you have like sequences of like noises and things like that like you make a a model city set that'd yeah. be really neat see i've seen a lot of youtubers they do that well they don't have the lights and sounds but like they have cities <coughs> like a, well, there's just one youtuber jang bricks he's uh he's, he's got a huge lego city and i want to eventually get to that point but it's just a matter of money space and time yeah lego this, isn't this, cheap yeah and the space especially like i could imagine like what you get a Something the size of like a pool table to build it on, or you need more space than that, maybe. When I was younger, I used to have a Lego Harry Potter Hogwarts castle. Mm. It was huge. It was the biggest Lego set I ever owned, and I don't know where we found the space for it. Like they, they, it was a castle, one hundred percent. That's neat. Nice. But a, to do a whole city like that, that would be that would be intense. Yeah. Or a whole town. I feel like I'd almost want to like film something in it, like get a macro lens. And like, just you film a. There's a there's a miniature place in Toronto called like Mini Canada or something like that that has built. They I think they were supposed to open officially last year, but something happened and they didn't. 
Um, but they built to relative scale a miniature version of Canada that you can go see. And if you want, you can pay to have a miniature version of you put in your hometown. And as soon as you said that, I thought, maybe we should talk to them and try to get an episode with them there. That would be so cool. That would be. Yeah. But that seems, I mean, I'd love to go. That seems up your alley, and it also Absolutely. seems up your alley as well. <laughs> the um, How much space is it currently taking up in your house, though? In our apartment, it takes up a lot of space. Like, yeah. I have a, a lot of Lego. <laughs> like a whole room dedicated to it at this point? Or? Not yet. That's Not dumb. Yet. We're hoping to get there eventually. Okay. Um, but me and my fiancé, we have... The living room slash kitchen area or dining area that has a lot of my most of my Legos out there. So it's also the Lego room. The Lego room. Yeah. It'd be cool almost as if you could incorporate it as part of the room. Like you have it going around the outside or something and it's just like is a part I've of seen, the I've seen people decor. that have taken homes and taken out uh, like parts of the wall, the drywall, and then filled it in with Lego yeah. bricks to add like a hmm. like a different type of look. Or put the the flat Lego, like the the grass set on the wall, so you can build Lego up the wall. Yeah. Stuff like that would I, be neat. I guess the closest thing to that that I've seen was um, James May, the British TV presenter, had a whole special on Lego, and they built a legitimate full size home out of just Lego. Wow! It was amazing. It would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, structurally, it just they made it work somehow. It was so cool, so yeah. cool to see. I think it's it's probably demolished at this point but i think it's sad on the piece of land and whatever and then the city order just to be removed oh boy but it was neat neat to see you got um i guess any other hobbies that come um, to mind well i do i don't know this is kind of my hobby too is landscaping i guess like i do cut grass and stuff it's something it's also your job or or it's just a side thing that's a side thing right okay. now i'm hoping to trying to start a business but it's got its ups and downs right now well, if you're a business that's looking to brand things, oh, yeah. you know where to come. We'll do uniforms and stuff <laughs> okay. like that. Awesome. That's a, that's my one shameless promotion per episode. So you're going to focus on the cutting lawns and like maybe like snow removal, or is there more to it than that? Yeah, well, Snow do... removal would be lucrative for certain parts of the year. Certain parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they usually flip lawn, lawns and snow. Yeah. 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 Um, was there was there other like stuff like hedge trimming and stuff like that that you might specialize in or no? I haven't really done much hedge trimming this year yet, but I'm hoping to do more. Like, I've only st ever started growing last year, so I, you know. So maybe like like planting out gardens and stuff is a thing you do. I would like to get into that. Yeah, because I've seen some. You can do a whole lot with like you know a simple fountain and a bunch of really well choreographed flowers that come out at every part of the year and. Yeah, it looks like a fun hobby to get into. I, the thing I always think of for money makers for landscaping is like the interlock stonework and, and things like that too. That's another thing that you can do too. Like um, when I was younger, I did uh, a lot of um, work with a guy, and we did like a lot of renovations to properties and stuff. So, and uh, we built what did we, what did we do? We did um, turned a garage into like a, an apartment. It, was, it took us about three months. That's neat. Yeah. But it was already kind of like pre-built. Like it already had the apartment inside, but we had to just renovate it to make yeah. it look nicer. The renovation stuff is something I've taken a big interest in in the past like three years, just because I guess I got into framing houses, but then I ended up buying a duplex and then another house later. And there's just so many things 
to renovate and make them, you know, more acceptable for, acceptable to rent out and make your own home a bit better to live in. Yeah. You learn a lot as you go, for sure. Oh, well, yeah. Turning a garage into a livable space does sound like pretty fun, though. <laughs> Going back to something you just brought up, mm-hmm. and you can go as general and broad as you want, or you can get specific, but you, you mentioned a fiancé, so mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank you. As long as I heard you right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, how do, are you two in the same, like... Fandom? Fandom? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that probably as well. That makes it work, yeah. Well, yes, that's why I was asking, because if she was very vanilla and you're, but I, I, I like, I, it would have been a very interesting dynamic, but yeah. since you're both into it, 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 that would, that would definitely be beneficial in this case. Yeah. There's probably a ton of videos out there of like, what it's like to be furry and dating or something. <laughs> so. That would be intimidating. Yeah. Well, it was hard for, well, when me and, me and Casey met, it was really, uh, we, we met up on Howler, right? I don't know if you. It's a explain what that is. It's an app that you can uh, chat or meet people or go for dates and stuff. It's kind of like furry mate or fur flirting. I've, those are other websites. So it's like a furry Tinder, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. But not. It's not really. When I was on there, it was really quiet around here and for Welland, but there's a lot of people like, you know, out in St. Catharines and Toronto and. Yeah, it makes sense that the big population centers are going to be... <laughs> I, I think that's the way it works for pretty much any dating app. Like, if you go on Tinder, you're going to be looking at people that are, like, well over 40 kilometers away once you you phase through the small subset that's around here. Yeah. And then we, we met at the bar about all, all places, and we were just supposed to be a hookup, and then it kind of we just kind of had, just clicked. We had a lot in common, right? Match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, it was, uh, he's awesome. So when you... Because this is this is interesting to me. When you met mm. at the bar, I would assume you met as your as your regular not in, persona, not, not, not in the the no, persona just, capacity. That sounds well, like I, a bad romance, like movie or something. Yeah, yeah. but that's why I'm asking because I yeah. don't know. Okay. It, you'd be sticking out, unfortunately, like sore thumbs if you did <laughs> it that way. But at the same time, I've been in situations where I've been in places waiting to meet my my online date and i don't know who they are at least you would know yeah that's true um so how does that transition you you mean like especially when you said that it was supposed to be a a hookup i'm yeah like would you go home and don the the garb of your character like that's i don't know it's okay it's okay that's Uh, why i didn't google anything i want (laughs) this to be my first introduction so so no no is the answer i guess okay um so when i met casey we Kind of, I had my my first suit, not like my first suit, like physical. I had my picture on the profile, and I chatted with him, and then we said, "Hey, do you want to meet up and hang out and get to know each other?" And then it was like, "Sure, why not?" And from there, we just clicked. And at first, we were like hanging out, going once a week, just going to the bar before the virus hit, and then once we heard about it, it's like, okay, well, we're not going to the bar no more because you can't, right? <laughs> And then for about two weeks, uh, I'm trying to think back. It's been a while now since <laughs> we've been uh, together. So um, i trying to think. It's okay. I guess the logistics of dating as a furry are probably pretty similar to 
dating as anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see there being a bit more of a contrast if, like, you had to come out about it to your partner later because they weren't in the fandom or but, something. But then like even on the flip side, you said you had pictures of uh, your... Yeah, so on like the, the website, but did you have a picture of your your regular self too? Because if you're going to a oh. bar to meet up, you want to know a who you're meeting. Yeah, my yeah. tactic would probably be to exchange some pictures beforehand, just to I be guess, sure. I guess that's fair. That, <laughs> yeah. that would make more sense. I, yeah, they don't, probably don't block you from sending pictures. Although I think that on Tinder now you can't even send pictures anymore or anything like that. Oh, I mean, whatever. that's probably just to avoid a mass yeah. amount of yep. warranted <laughs> absolutely pictures. <laughs> but no, that, that, I don't mean to sound stupid when I ask that, but I've never had, my my dating profiles have always had more or less exactly my face. Mm-hmm. So what you see is what you get. Yeah. And it wasn't, they weren't any specialized apps, so yeah. I, I just had to ask. Hmm. Um, <laughs> is there any topics that you came here thinking maybe it'd be fun to talk about that we haven't talked about? Honestly, I just came here just... Just relax? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just for the, you know... We I like think. to think that it's a pretty cool platform. We mm. This would be episode 79 out of all the episodes that we've done, and we have had ranges of real estate agents, uh, people who have spent time in the world of escort and whatnot, mm. and it's just a great platform for people who are interesting and mm. have, a, have an interesting perspective or story to tell. Yeah. Do you ever think about maybe making content like all the famous furry social media people, or do you just like keeping it to yourself? Furry Lego content. That'd be really niche. Because you have the confidence to go out in fursuit, so it seems like you might have the confidence to make you know funny videos there. Well, I do. I do. I try to do Twitch like streaming stuff. So. So like, what kind of you playing a game when you're on there? Yeah. So I do uh, Call of Duty, Cold War, Black Ops, all those games, Minecraft. Interesting. I know, I guess the biggest furry that I can think of for streaming on Twitch would be Beta, I I can't say his name. Beta Ada Deloach or something like that? Okay, I've never heard of him. You never? Okay. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. I I don't think he does it in suit or anything. I actually don't even watch the streams. I just know that he does that. (laughs) I know. uh, Sorry, I'm not really part of the crowd, I guess, that watches streams. That's okay. I know one, um, I'm trying to think, Corey Coyote does sometimes. Oh, yeah. Corey he does, Coyote, okay. He does it in suiting sometimes. Like, he has the head on while he's really? playing his racing game or something. Or That's hilarious. Yeah, I'd like to try that eventually, but I just don't have the space. That's fair. I, I, so what do you use as your setup for streaming? Is it just like a webcam or something? Or Well, no, I just stream off the PlayStation, right? I just oh. go share and then... So I there's go, no video of you? No, not yet. Okay, <laughs> I'm hoping okay. to do that eventually. It's just, I got to figure it out. I'm not really tech yeah. inclined so I, I know that the old world of streaming was all about like capture cards and things that you had to buy but it seems so much easier now with consoles yeah. and, and a lot of stuff that's pre-built into your computer's graphics card and all that yeah so yeah it makes it a bit easier i actually wouldn't know where to start we do a lot of video stuff but i don't know how you'd stream and overlay your face which yeah. seems like it should be pretty easy considering the number of people who do it but i know that when justin streams he uses something called obs which mm-hmm. is open broadcast system and when we first started to try to get into live streams like two years ago, uh, I downloaded it and it was a machine hawk, but it would work. So you'd, you'd be able to overlay DSLR footage or webcam footage right. and it worked very well. So, so I guess I, I didn't, 
ask though, you you might do you include audio at all? Like, are you talking, or is it just the game sound? Yeah. So how it works with the PlayStation is you probably it's like PlayStation headset. Yeah. Yeah. So I plug it into the controller or whatever, and then like when I when I stream, I hit the stream, and then it says, it tells you a little thing saying that your microphone or party chat is being recorded. Okay. With the stream, which is, I thought was pretty cool. It's like awesome. I don't have to like do a microphone and then have to go on the computer and do all that stuff. So. Neat. I feel like this is a really basic concept that I should understand, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I haven't had a console since, like, my PlayStation 3. Wow, eh? I'm just a PC gamer, I guess, because it was convenient. I happen to have a good PC, so. Yeah. Oops. I do some PC gaming, too, on um, on my fiancé's computer, so. Hmm. Nowadays, isn't the mentality that if you have a console, you're a PC gamer now, too? They're they're pretty much hand-in-hand. Hand. Probably. Yeah. They're just a it's way more powered PC. Yeah, it's way more like of a desirable object now for people to, like, get a custom-built gaming machine and stuff just because they see all these popular streamers doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't game enough to justify it. I want one because there's games that I want to play that I can't play well, anywhere see, else. Your justification would be all the video editing that you do. Like yes. Building I, that machine. Be a double dip. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. That's that's my justification is if I need the horsepower for Photoshop or whatever. And the more I think about there. it, the more I think maybe the next one's not going to be an iMac. But the iMacs are great for the editing side, just none of the gaming side. <laughs> Right, yeah. which at the time, again, I don't game enough to justify, but then again, I justify the cost of the eye, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a weird, weird business. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we are getting a little bit closer to the end of this, but I, we have a question, mm-hmm. I guess, that would be kind of interesting to know, especially from you, because we ask everybody this question. Mm-hmm. If there was somebody you think would be a good fit to be on this podcast and who would be interesting, is there anybody that you could refer us to? Yeah, I suppose the caveat would be of people you know. There's a lot yeah. of people that would be interesting. Yeah, just somebody that you personally are in contact with. Honestly, I don't know. You don't? That's okay. That's fine. I'm trying to think of some people here. Um... Maybe a, a, somebody that's in the, the fandom that's really outspoken and confident, or it doesn't have to be related to that at all, really. Okay. Hmm. You can sit and think about it. Yeah, let's yeah, think about it. You can, mm-hmm. you can figure it out. Okay. Well, we always like building our future episodes mm-hmm. from the recommendations of people from previous episodes. That's pretty cool. Well, on that note, I think now is a pretty good time to, to wrap up. Uh, thank you for coming. It's yeah. been thank so interesting. Have, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. So, No problem. I hope you have many more times that you appear on Well of the Memes because oh. I love seeing it. Don't I really be so. surprised if this ends up there too. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. All righty. Well, I'm Jesse. Everybody have a great week. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.